Cave, and right now, as promised before, here is my interview I conducted a few days ago with Mr. Henry Rollins heading down to good old Otipoti Dunedin in uh, August, August the 26th. Tickets are available now on undertheradar.co.nz. You're on the one, 91FM. Right, right now I'm joined on the line by Henry Rollins. Uh, good morning, Henry. Good morning. Yeah, well, late evening for you, I believe, right now. But, um, yeah, it's neither here nor there. Um, now, as a New Zealander, uh, talking to you, uh, an American, the obvious thing that I want to start talking about is the U.S. primaries. Uh, which, Because, uh-huh. which, um, of course, uh, you're coming over here to do a uh, spoken word tour, and you do uh, indulge in the political spectrum a bit. Um, so I'm sure um, you'll be getting a lot of material out of this um, run-up to this next election. Oh, yeah, it, it fairly uh, jumps into my lap. <laughs> you know, it, uh, it's unavoidable. The laughs are, uh, the laughs, there's laughs aplenty. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, it's like, it feels like getting hit in the ribs. <laughs> but yeah, of course there's laughs aplenty, but it's like, so not supposed to be that way. I, I, I mean, uh, well, I, oh, go on. Well, I, I think what you have in America is, you know, people are very angry and they're very dissatisfied with a lot of their representatives in Washington. And Donald Trump has really lit that up. I mean, his whole mm. campaign is these people are a bunch of phonies. You know it. I know it. Let me go in there. And, you know, show him what's up. And a lot of you say that, and he's a funny guy. You know, he's got a lot of confidence. He puts himself out there. And he gets these people fired up. And then you think of him trying to deal with the Chancellor of Germany <laughs> or the President of, of China or the Prime Minister of England. And you just think, no, 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 no. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of crazy, but America is in a very angry place right now and people are angry the anger is real yeah and the anger is well uh, it's not necessarily misguided and i think trump really addresses that and has a lot of obviously a lot of popularity as a president it would be fairly disastrous but i think you have a lot of people in america who think like screw it Let's see what happens. And <laughs> on some days, I even feel that way. I'm like, yeah, man, let's, uh, you know, I'll watch from Toronto. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but something, yeah, you're right. Something needs to change. But the focus from middle America is on this big picture of 1950s United States uh, without the bigotry, but with the bigotry in the same in the same way. Um, right. You know, this picture of America's the greatest place on earth uh nothing's ever better but i i think the thing is you've seen america from the outside you can kind of see it for what it is but they kind of can't so they're stuck in this kind of paradigm where which is never going to be reached again yeah i think travel is very beneficial to anybody living anywhere but if americans if more of them could get out of america and and just read a newspaper an American newspaper or watch the news from 5,000 miles away from your native country, it doesn't matter what country it is, you will see it differently. Mm-hmm. And when you see the perception 
of America in other countries. You say you're American to some people, they're afraid of you. Yeah. So like they think you're gonna shoot. Yeah. And and so or they you know, they, they don't like your president or they ask if you met Elvis. You know what there's all kinds of things. But if they could see how other people in the world live, like what goes as poverty in America, and certainly there is, but what passes for poverty in other parts of the world? American, some Americans wouldn't know what to do. I mean, they would they would freak out. And so, my take on America is from an international point of view because I am out of America a lot, mm-hmm. and I love America very much. But I see it for what it is, and I have a you know a pretty luxurious vantage point. I can afford to travel. I travel for a living. And so I'm out of America for fiscal quarters at a time. And so I see it as a country in the world and not the world itself. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it because that's not the way that middle America sees it. And you've been to countries like here in New Zealand where we have free health care and it's just a universal right. Uh, and, how, and, and it's beyond us to see how a country as powerful as America and the people within it don't see it as a thing to behold and uh, a right to everybody. The, 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 what we yeah, see... but, you know, power in America is a few people are really powerful. Yeah. And they're really, really powerful. And they do a lot of work to make sure a lot of people have no power. And so if you had free health care, if you had socialized health care, like, you know, single payer, then you'd have a lot of healthy Americans. If you improve their diets... You'd have a lot less people needing all the medication they need to keep their cholesterol down, keep mm-hmm. their blood thin, etc. And so when the amazing Ms. Obama, our first lady, suggests that we should start programs in schools to get kids off all that corn syrup to stop child obesity, she's accused by Sarah Palin, a local professor, <laughs> uh, of uh, declaring a war on dessert. Yeah. Her words, not mine. And so when you try and do something good, all of a sudden someone's insulted. Yeah. Well, and so the power comes from, you know, like eight, eight guys. And they all have billions of dollars each. And what do they want? Ten billion more. Yeah. And yeah. I, don't, I don't understand that mindset. But it's hard to trot out the idea of socialized health care to a country that prizes profit. Our news is for profit. Mm-hmm. Facts are for profit. How do you think you're going to get a good deal? The head of, I think, CBS, uh, he said, Donald Trump is bad for America, but he's great for ratings. <laughs> and that, and there it is. That's, yeah. that's us. Yeah. That's us. Well, you see Fox clamoring to fix the, um, the whole Trump uh, and their news anchors thing together because they, they know Trump's good for business. But if he doesn't want to talk to them, it's not good for their shareholders, right? Right. And, and it's all about the shareholders. And when Donald Trump says, let's make America great again, I would love to meet the guy and say, okay, uh, when was it great? Mm. Like, just, just tell me what we're trying to get back to. Yeah. Like, make America great again. Okay, what, what year was that? Because <laughs> it can't be until 1865, because that's when slavery ended. You can't be great and have slaves, so go. Yeah. And there's not a decade he can point to where I can't point to corruption, union strike, bankruptcy, etc. So I don't know about the great part. Maybe great for people like him. 
yeah. you know, the rich. And so it's an interesting time to be an American because it becomes harder and harder to toe this incredible party line that we're really great. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we're not great. I just think we're have good taste and bad taste. <laughs> I mean, every place has got a, you know, a part of it that's great, just like us. We've all got our problems, but yeah, I've just never, exactly. underst- yeah, I've just never understood how uh, so many people put that pedestal under America, but that's neither here nor there. Um, you are coming to New Zealand. Uh, it's been, I think, last time you were here was 2011. You must be somewhat excited about coming back to the South Pacific. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I like New Zealand anyway, and I'm usually there for shows. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much looking forward to it. I mean, it sounds like I'm just trying to get on your good side. <laughs> but I really had no bad experiences in New Zealand. And uh, the people are very friendly. It's a gorgeous bit of real estate. Uh, the food is good. The record stores have been amazing. And I have a solid and very uh, loyal audience. And so for me, I'm, you know, I- I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, we're looking forward to having you here again. Um, now, you, you, know, you began a career in front of the public in music. Um, I don't know if you still consider it uh, first and foremost, uh, well, the foremost part of that or, or not. But do, do you, and you, you have said that you'll never go back to it, but do you miss it? No, I, I, I stopped doing music a while ago. Yeah. One day I woke up and it was a profound decision. I said, wow, I got no more lyrics. I am just done. And I called my manager at the time. I said, hey, check this out. I'm done. And, you know, the poor guy, you know, I thought he was going to fall over. <laughs> He's like, no. I said, well, yeah. Well, you think I'm kidding? And that was it. Yeah. And I, don't, I didn't want to go on stage with no new material. Because I don't want to be a rerun machine. I'm Mm -hmm. just not interested. I'm not putting down other bands who play their hits. I just don't want to do it. Life's too short, and I got too much thirst for adventure and risk. And so I stopped doing music and just started doing a lot of everything else. And and I'm busier than ever, actually. So life remains extraordinarily exciting. And when I see a band on tour in some airport waiting in line with their anvil cases and braided beards, I go, yeah. It was cool, but I don't miss it. Yeah, yeah, you don't miss it. Um, but I guess, do you miss those original fans? And do, do they still come and see you uh, in the guise of um, the uh, talk shows, the talking shows? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I, uh, I sell tickets for my shows uh, in like 25 countries per tour. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Johannesburg... You know, wherever I'm on, and it's fine. Yeah. This year I was in Ukraine, Poland, <laughs> Russia. It was great. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be going back on the next tour. Uh, I've done 15, 14 countries this year thus, thus far. And, and so the talking shows, it, it travels very easily. It travels like a comedian, basically. It's one guy in a microphone. Yeah, yeah. And so it, uh, it's me and my road manager zipping all over the world. And the shows in New Zealand and Australia do very, very well. I mean, I'm going to be in New Zealand and Australia for the better part of a month. Nice. And then I'll be on my way to South Africa. And so those shows do very well. They they always have. I started doing those shows in 1983, and they started doing well by, like, the second show. It was weird. It just worked. It just clicked. Um, So when you're doing... Yeah, it totally clicked. when When you're on tour, who takes out the trash? Uh, I have a staff. I mean, I, I have a big building, uh, which I live and work in. Yeah. 
and part of it is staffed up and the other part I just live in. And so when I'm gone, uh, everything is maintained. I mean, we basically got me this place. It was this, there's been a woman who's been bossing me around uh, at my office for 19 years. <laughs> and years ago, she said, you know, I had two houses in L.A. And she said, let's just get one place for you. So when you're gone on tour for a year, I'm not walking into your other place thinking I'm going to walk in on a burglar. <laughs> and let's just get one door. Yeah. And I said, you know, that makes a lot of sense because I'm not, I'm not interested in her being scared. And so we t- it took a few years. And we finally found this really amazing place. And that's it. And so when I'm gone, which I'll be gone most of this year and a good part of next year, um, the place is fully staffed and maintained and guarded and everything. Yeah, because I saw that video on your website of you taking out the trash, and I assumed you didn't do it all the time, just when you're home. Oh, yeah. Well, um, unfortunately, when I leave, it's the woman who's holding the camera. Yeah. She'll be doing it, and it <laughs> makes her so mad. <laughs> and so that'll be... That'll be Heidi. Oh yeah, and she'll be she'll be pissed. Oh good, good, good. I like. Um, and just quickly, um, how has life been post um, post your movie you uh, started last year? I know you've 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 been on television and, and films before plenty of times, but this is kind of your first really big leading role. Um, True. How how have you how has life been after that? Is it something you want to jump back into? Is that something you've got a buzz for now? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been in a lot of films. I've done a lot of television, comedy, dramatic stuff, horror. Yeah. I just, you know, I just kind of go where I'm offered. You know, yeah. if the offer is good, I take it. Because um, you were great. You were great in that film. Oh, oh thank you very much. Um, I have three films out this year. One I wrote, and I'm in, and the other two I star in. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, I like all that. And I'm, I'm hoping, uh, we're hoping to start pre-production on another film in early 2017 and you know we're still you know waiting for you know the right corporate shoe to drop but i like that work and i would do a lot more acting if i was given more more parts and so i like it quite a bit i've been doing it for 20 some years i've Mm. grown quite uh quite an affection for it indeed um well, uh, you're a very busy man, Henry Rollins, so um, we'll have to leave it there. Um, but just quickly, what can we expect to see you uh, see from you with uh, the show An Evening with Henry Rollins? Uh, well, uh, wait, on this tour coming up? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be talking about a lot of travel I've been doing. I was just in Antarctica, which was very, very uh, uh, informational. Yep. A lot of Australians and Kiwis in that part of the world doing yeah. research. Oh, were you at McMurdo? Uh, a lot of sociologists and animal specialists, really cool people. Yeah. They have an amazing life. Um, I did a lot of time in the rainforest of Ecuador last year. and I was in Central Asia before that. So I've got a lot of interesting geographical points. As you know, my country is enduring a reality show presidential <laughs> election, which is only going to get more grotesque as it goes. Yeah. And so by the time I reach your shores, it'll be... You know, Shakespearean and, and, you know, tragic. And so there's, I always have a lot to talk about. But yeah. There'll be a lot, of, a lot of good stories this time around. Yep. So when you were in Antarctica, did you get to Scott's base, uh, the New Zealand base there, or did you just stay in McMurdo? Or? Oh, no, no. I stayed on a ship. Oh, I stayed on a ship. And um, I, I was on a ship full of scientists, and all of them had done time at McMurdo. Yeah. But I was uh, at uh, different 
just you know, they, they we'd land and walk around among, amongst the penguins, mostly Gentoo, a few chin strap, mm. and one or two Adeli penguins. Um, basically, it was just uh, two weeks uh, out of Ushuaia, out through the Drake Passage, and kind of into it. That's amazing. That's and amazing. Uh, and you know, just day trips, you know. Yeah. And learning it, you know, tons of lectures. There's a lot to learn. Yeah. And it was, of all the trips, and I, I've been pretty far and wide, it was the most substantive and emotionally moving journey I've ever done. Because it's beautiful, and it's all going away. I mean, it's it's like watching the saddest, most beautiful movie you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And the sad thing about that, that it makes you a very lucky man to have seen it, because it's not going to be there for the rest of us to see for much longer. Uh, exactly. That's yeah. the thing. It's, it's not cheap to get out there, so it's not easy. But I was lucky I got out there. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, Henry, uh, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to us here in little old Dunedin, New Zealand. We very much look forward to seeing you in August. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah, thank you. I'll see you down the road. Indeed. Have a great day. Okay. And Mr. Henry Rollins, the um, Tipper's Creepers. Nice chap. Lovely chap coming to Dunedin on the, the 26th of August, Friday the 26th, to uh, do his bit, his spoken word bit, an evening with Henry Rollins, uh, talking about his travels far and wide around the world, talking about politics, talking about pop culture, and all those things. Um, should be quite enjoyable. Get your tickets now under the radar.co.nz. An evening with Henry Rollins. I'm very much looking forward to it. Right, it is quarter to the...